I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. I'm Matt Connor. Places, everyone. It's time for the Connor and Smith Show. Thank you, places. We are talking to Jade Jones tonight. She is a musical theater artist, actress, and also a rapper. We're so excited to get into it with her tonight. Uh, We will be right back and get into it with Jade Jones. Hey, Jade, it's Steven. What's up, Steven? I'm sitting here with this, this guy over here. Oh, hey. the, the hurricane. The hurricane of D.C. <laughs> the hurricane of D.C. Hey, Jade. Hey, boo. Um, happy Pride. Happy Pride. We, we are here. Yes, we've always been here, but we're, we're here right now wholly together. Yes, and Target supports us with a fashion line. And Christina Aguilera. There you go. <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm doing well. I am freaking crazy right now. June slash pandemic people returning back to some sort of normalcy. Um, everything's crazy. I just moved out of my house today. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, pretty busy. <laughs> How are you guys? Oh, you know. You're moving you're moving into the city? I am moving to a remote location. <laughs> oh, oh nice. <laughs> you're moving to a compound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> That's probably a smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, I'm moving, um, but I'll be back. Oh thing. nice. Yeah. You're you're going you're going on location. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cryptic mystery that is Jade Jones. <laughs> I want to keep people on their toes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, Jade, I was surfing around your website, um, which yeah, is yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that's, that's Ben Gunderson. Ben Gunderson. All right. Good on you, Ben. Um, so this, I want to hear this story first. As a young girl, she traveled alongside her mother and aunt, a dynamic gospel duo. So tell me about, that's like your first foray into performing, right? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, my mom and my aunt um, are slash were uh, gospel singers. Um, and growing up, I guess one of my first um, memories was them taking me to the Apollo when they did amateur night at the Apollo. No. Yeah, and I watched them win. They were on it three times. No! Yes, Steve Harvey was the host. Oh my gosh! And um, they won. I watched them win twice. Um, And so just from then, that's my first memory, but from birth until I was like maybe like 13, 14, they like were big names around the DMV, um, primarily for gospel, um, inspirational music. 
Um, they uh, released an album and another memory I have is um, going to, they had a release party at Tower Records in DC, if you guys remember Tower Records. Yes! <laughs> oh, showing my age. <laughs> <laughs> they had a release party at Tower Records that, that morning and then that afternoon Puff Daddy was having his release party at the same Tower Records. Wow. So we got, we stayed and we met him and that was really cool. And yeah. Uh, so what, what was the name that they performed under? They are Kim and Kelly. My mom's name is Kim. My aunt's name is Kelly and they're twins. Wow. Yeah. Um, looking that up later. Um, <laughs> so that kind of was like the formative sculpting kind of years for you. And I'm sure even meeting Puff Daddy at the time was like oh yeah it was huge it was now, huge I used to watch the Apollo every Saturday night because I think as a kid growing up it came on right after SNL went down yeah yeah it was late night it was a late late show and I was up late every Saturday night because my parents' business was on Saturday nights. And so we were always up late like talking two in the morning style but so all the guests would come out. I remember ugh, they rubbed the wood because why? For good luck. For good luck. And yes. is, is the piece of wood from like an old building? You know, I actually don't know. And to be quite honest, I was terrified. I was terrified of that building because if you remember, they had something called a Sandman. Yeah. And he would come out if you were bad. And not only was I terrified of the Sandman, but I was terrified that it was going to happen to my mom and my aunt. Yeah, because <laughs> because when you perform there, it's like you get instant approval. Sure, it's or, hard. Or instant it's disapproval. Tough. It is tough, tough, tough. And you know, I recently rewatched the episode. My roommate, Justin Weeks, he has some kind of app that has all of the episodes. And so I recently rewatched it and I was like, well, it was it was tough, yeah. Wow. Well, Jade, the first show that we worked together on was I think once on this island. Uh, is, is that true, or was it uh, Elmer Gantry? It was Elmer Gantry. Was Elmer Gantry before that? Yeah. I yes, I do believe so. Stephen, give yeah. a, give us a song from Elmer. Oh God! I, um, yes, I mean I love. Is it his coming down? Yeah, he's you know coming that. back. Yeah, that was my jam. And the don't music, you? The music was lit. Um, carry that ball for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> lit, I, lit music, lit cast. Well, Man, I was just a baby. I was a I was a swing. Yes. Well, I know that. All of us somehow uh, somehow get a, a spiritual connection with our art. Sure. And I think that when we do a show like that, that already is about a spiritual process and uh, the church and whatnot, it kind of is a it, it can be kind of like a double spiritual, like little. I mean, I love like you said, I love the music to that show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is, yeah. We got to actually, you know play church which is kind of what i just did i just uh i just did the amen corner um by james baldwin and that you know the whole thing pretty much takes place in a church 
And so that really connected me back to my spiritual roots. I would say I'm not religious anymore. Um, mom, if you're listening, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely am a spiritual person. So getting to do that, um, it, getting to play that it's, it's, it's kind of like method a little bit. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> What I just thought of something. What'd you think about? Oh God, the we were trying to stage the tent burning scene. Oh God, yeah. And um, <laughs> they we were we were directed to to move in slow motion. Yep. And then the uh, God, what was the brilliant actress who played Mary the, Kate? Mary Kate. MK was yelling, go out slowly, go out slowly. <laughs> and we're all moving in slow and motion. And we're already moving slowly. <laughs> and I said, I said, we, I think that line needs to be changed. Why? Because she says to do that and then we all move in slow motion. <laughs> and it's comical. Oh. Um, that was, yeah. And then I remember when we came back on with our suitcases for the end, like, I can't remember who, probably Russell. No, no. Uh, <laughs> oh God, who? That was a fun. It cast. was Nova. Nova. Nova would be standing near me, and we'd look at the the burnt pieces of white paper, and you know, MK was wearing a white gown, and Nova, Daphne, Daphne, uh, she'd look down at the ground to the burnt white things, and she'd look at it and gesture like, "That's her." <laughs> <laughs> silly silly people in the camp. I used to act like there was something alive inside my suitcase <laughs> um, hey Jay during the pandemic you created um, another I don't know I don't want to say personality you created another character to um, play around with an, a brand new art form or maybe a, a brand new genre Sure. I wouldn't say, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say created and I wouldn't say character. I would say I unveiled a different side of myself. Okay. So, <laughs> so this isn't you playing anyone but yourself. Absolutely. I would say it is an exaggerated version of myself. Oh, nice. Slash just a part because I have, I'm multifaceted. As, as we all are. Yeah. And, and you know. So can you talk about that process and, and how that's uh, how that came to be? Sure. Um, well, first of all, I have always um, loved the um, uh, love the art. Sorry, I've been drinking a little bit. I had to drink to prepare for um, this. <laughs> that's OK. I, I think Stephen's been drinking, too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I, I've always loved rap music, um, specifically trap music. Um, Drake is a huge influence of mine. Um, Biggie Smalls, uh, Outkast, um, the list goes on. And um, I have always tried it, um, which like not a lot of people knew, um, but I, I had never recorded myself um I never like recorded a rap I just like wrote or freestyled or whatever um so with the pandemic uh I wasn't doing anything like most of us um just sitting in the house every day and 
my creativity, I, I felt like it had to be channeled through something. Like I felt like something had to come out. Um, and not right. like, not like, oh, I have to do something. It was like, I wrote like five songs in two days kind of situation. Right. Um, and um, it just went from there. It went from something that was supposed to be so small to like shooting a music video and having a, re doing a release party at Songbird and, you know, putting it on Spotify. And that was not the intention at all. Um, it just happened that way. And I have so much support um, from friends and I've gained new followers and new um, supporters from that. And uh, I'm just keeping it going. And I have uh, a single coming out um, at the end of the month and there may be some music, new music on the way from Liddy. All right. You heard it. You heard it here first. You heard it here. I've actually, I've been waiting until this podcast to say that. So it's Liddy, L-I-T-T-Y. Correct. Official. Offic uh, Liddy official. Liddy. And is there, is there a way to find, uh, to follow, uh, what are all the platforms for Liddy official? If people want to do listen and donate or whatever. Yes, uh, Spotify, um, if you want to listen. Um, my music video is up on YouTube. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, at Liddy Official. Um, and, uh, you know, I have Venmo, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, it, I do spend um, a lot of time and a lot of money on recording, especially with this project because um, I did my entire first project by myself in my bedroom. Um, and this project, I, I said that I wanted to take my time and I wanted to actually invest because I enjoyed it so much. Um, so I've been going to, you guys know Q? Yes. No Q. Yeah, that's, uh, that's actually, I've been going to Q since I was a, a baby because that's where my mom and aunt started recording. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I've been going to Q, uh, and I have a new mixtape coming out this summer. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the date because I don't know it yet, but it's coming out. <laughs> you mentioned you had a Venmo. What is the Venmo that we, we could find you on? Oh, my gosh. The Venmo is Jade Jones hyphen three or Jade hyphen three Jones. I don't, it, it, Jade Jones three. <laughs> okay. The trilogy. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. And hopefully if anyone's listening, fans, and you've got a checkbook and you want to open up your checkbook metaphorically and send some Venmo. Because um, I don't think, you know, I, I we were just talking with a, a, another friend earlier about this. You know, I don't think people who are not in the arts really understand uh, the sacrifices that really happen when you're an artist. I mean, you miss a lot of occasions if you're if you're under contract, you end up spending a lot of time and money and effort uh -huh. into a career that doesn't always end up getting you a house. It's it's an unreliable career, as we've learned. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're listening, we're just going to go ahead and thank you for your support. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, what do you want to talk about next, Stephen? Um, I want to talk about Jade's year of Sondheim. Yes. Ah, that year. 
<laughs> yeah, in the before times, remember? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so you got to you got to in one the course of one year was was it one theatrical season? Uh, it was one season. Yes, I did three sometimes. Oh, okay. So I missed one. So yes. let's so talk talk about it. I'll talk about it, and I'll say that the one that you missed actually is my favorite of the three. Oh no! So I've done Sweeney Todd twice. Um, and, uh, the first time I was in the ensemble and the second time I played Mrs. Lovett, which is like, you know, not, um, what people would expect. Um, not what I expected for sure. Um, but, um, it, it was so much fun and that character is insane and I hope I get to play it again in like 20 years. Um, and then I did Into the Woods, uh, at Ford's. Um, playing Little Red, which is a complete contrast um, from um, Mrs. Lovett, but you know, I put I put a little Lovett in there. Um, <laughs> they both <and> like baking, <laughs> absolutely. And the third one I did was actually in between those two. Um, I did a concert version of Anyone Can Whistle at Only. Oh, cool! And with a uh, Jess Ball and Donna. Don, I don't want to say Donna's last name wrong. Migliaccio. So Thank you, Donna Migliaccio. I, I love Donna. She's my beer buddy. Um, but uh, that was super fun. And I had never heard that music before. And I just fell in love. It's I want, I want to direct a production of Anyone Can Whistle, which nobody will ever let me do. And that's fine. I have done a concert version of that show as well. Yeah, because I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you two, but I, I think the problem with the show is clearly not the score. Correct. I think the book right. is a little, what, dated? or Yes. It's, oh, absolutely. It's absurdist. It's absurdist. It's very, yeah, it's very like Eugene Ionesco kind of like crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that, that was of a time when that was the fashion. Right. Um, and then it just doesn't, we're not seeing things like that anymore. So modern audiences cannot uh, feel uh, agency to, to watch it and go into it. Um, sure, sure, sure. Unless they're used to going to, you know, very untraditional uh, musical outings. Yeah, I will say, you know, doing a concert version is kind of like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> right, the cookies, the cookie right, chase. Right, yeah. <laughs> Why I was in it, and I still didn't know what was going on until, yes, yeah, I think I'm still trying to learn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the uh, oh God, the whole cookie chase ballet. It's incredible. It's incredibly funny, the lock them up, put them away. And the oh, jam, my God, you know. it's incredible. And you know what? Stephen Sondheim is a rapper, and nobody yes. knows that. Yes. He is a, you hear, I listen to the stuff that, like, the kids are doing today, Migos, all, all those people, their rhymes sound like Sondheim. And they probably never, well, I mean, I don't want to discredit them, but I don't think they've heard Sondheim ever, but I, Sondheim started that shit. Like his, his cadence and everything is crazy. Yeah. How he just like bangs one or two extra rhymes yeah, out of the phrase. That's how I learned my lyrics. I learned my lyrics by turning them into raps. Like, um, uh, uh, God, that's good. That's how I learned it. 
Well, one of the first raps in a piece of musical theater was certainly an Into the Woods, The Witch's sure. Rap. Sure, sure, sure. Um, what, what's the what's the the worst pies in London? Would they name all the no, different kinds of pies? Oh, that's the um, oh, Little Priest. Yeah, Little Priest. I mean, I always think of Little Priest and think, oh my god, that's so freaking genius. It's brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Um, brilliant. So, Jade, from the time you kind of got had the bug uh, when you were younger and you're... Right, uh, I thought we weren't going to talk about that. Oh, not that bug. He, he met the theater bug. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Um, what was your journey like, uh, education, uh, experience? If, um, yeah, what, how did you manage to be who you are today? Did you go, did you go to uh, professional training? Yeah, so... I'll keep it short. Long story short is I didn't want to be an actor. I mean, I, I did. Sorry. I did want to be an actor. I was pretty much told by everyone that I couldn't be an actor without changing myself. Um, so I started to, um, I went uh, more the education route and I wanted to be a theater teacher. Um, I, after school, I went to school, I went to Ferrum College, um, small liberal arts school in Virginia, and I uh, graduated with a BFA uh, concentration in acting. Um, and after school, I wanted to immediately go to grad school, um, get my master's so I could teach. That was, that was the plan that I had for myself. But God said no. And um, I wound up in DC. Um, I auditioned for my first professional show, which was Hair. Um, at Keegan Theater, uh, and I've been here ever since. And um, I just, I remember doing hair, and it was so many people, um, a lot of people that are uh, very well known um, in the DC theater world now, but we were all, you know, kind of starting our careers. And I just kind of started by, by talking to them and them saying, you know, you know, sometimes I, now it's annoying to hear people talk about, I have to admit, annoying to hear people talk about theater and auditions and stuff all the time. Um, but back then, that's how I learned about, you know, Olney's doing Little Mermaid. You know, I didn't know how to go about it. I had uh, a headshot that, you know, was just, you know, and a resume with like two or three things on it. Um, but I worked really hard and I met the right people and I always stayed open to anything um, and had a positive attitude. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you learn so much more out of college. Sure. I mean, that's the experience is always what it is. And also just like things that they do not teach you to prepare you for this life in college. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I actually do think that that's one thing that um, my, our uh, theater professor, um, our head, um, put the fear of God in us about a lot of things. Um, um, I don't necessarily think that I needed to go to school to learn how how to act, um, at least that school. Um, but I did learn a lot as far as, you know, etiquette and auditions and things like that. Yeah. And, and yeah, that there are things I do not miss. And that is, I'm a, like, just full disclosure on Matt already knows this, but I'm a person that 
has to retain laser focus on something. Sure. And when I'm in a, waiting in a lobby to audition, I am laser focused on my sides, my song, my lyrics. Yeah. And everyone always wants to like treat those like a reunion. I know. Isn't it so annoying? And I, I usually find a place to hide uh, that I'm still in earshot so I can know. But yeah. Like it, it's just a concentration break that I cannot take. It's it's sure, sure, yeah. Ugh. Don't miss that. I, I, yeah, I don't miss it either. I think I may have been the one in charge of most of the reunions. Uh, <laughs> nobody's surprised. I think that I was the one handing out, you know, juice boxes and cookies. Of course, because you like <laughs> you're comfortable. I already know I'm not going to get cast. Ha! Shut up. I didn't get synthesized. I'm gonna have to make something up on the fly, and my song. <laughs> well, there is... you go. That that's that's comfortability. And my song's "Happy Birthday." No, my song is uh, something from Gantry. Elmer Gantry. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> shine, shine, let the let the shine. This is a true story, Stephen. Right? This yeah. is a true story. We when we used to have the league auditions in Washington D.C., the big cattle call for like just everybody go. I used to write my own monologue, so if I forgot it, all I had to do was kind of improvise what I was saying, and it made me so much more relaxed because I didn't have to memorize something. I just made up my own monologue. Yeah. And I would make up a name and be like, you know, this is from, you know, uh, Pete Tuning. And Sure. Yeah. I did that once in college, um, and it was a damn good monologue. <laughs> I, I did one monologue once about my parents. My family saw, didn't talk was the monologue and, and they solved their life problems by, by playing board games. Incredible. Write the play. <laughs> Write the play now. Yeah, yeah. Steven, Steven uh, what is it? Gregor, Smith and Connor. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> my, 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 my parents saved their marriage by, by playing Sorry. That's incredible. Wow. When is it going uh, to Broadway? Um, uh, September. Um, it's not even written yet. Um, no, but it might be on Facebook Live. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> why be lofty? What? Just be practical, right? <laughs> Reach the masses. Um, but you did say something that I really have. Uh, that has really, really helped me is being comfortable in the audition room. Yeah. Just be comfortable. One thing that I've learned, and, and Jesus Christ, I'm still learning. I'm learning every fucking day. And I may regret saying this in 10 years, but I am starting to value myself. And the audition process for me is a two-way street. I'm auditioning you too. Right. And so we collectively have to figure out if we are going to make this work. Right. And if some, if, if I don't work for you, that's fine, but you might not work for me. Yeah. That, that makes, that makes me comfortable. That's true. It's very true. I mean, that, that touches back to something you said earlier, Jade, where you said that for a long time, people were telling you, you couldn't be a performer based on the way you look. Sure. Um, so it, it's so funny you say that because 
now, of course, there's all these articles people share about like, they told me I had to lose weight if I wanted to work at this theater mm-hmm. or all this horrific stuff that, you know, it's like when you're when you're so used to something, you don't question it. You just kind of go, oh, right. That's what everybody thinks. Sure. And then it, it even makes you like question yourself and damage yourself. Absolutely. But body positivity was not around you know, in the 90s, in the early 2000s. No, not at all, not at all, not at all. I remember a director once saying to me when I was behind the table, actually uh, not auditioning, and people kept coming in and auditioning and someone said something to the director, what what, what are you looking for? And the director said, I'm looking for the, the person to come in the room and cast themselves in this show. Mm. And I thought that that was kind of powerful mm. in a weird way. Mm. Almost like I'm not casting this. I'm waiting for someone else. I'm waiting yeah. for the person to come in and cast yeah. themselves in this show. That's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And I, it, it kind of changed my perspective on how I met yeah. rather than rather than acting like I was there was something outside I was trying to attain. It was actually already in me. Right. It's yeah, absolutely. And and I've also learned and this is something because, you know, when I was coming up, like when I was coming up, Jesus, what do I sound like? <laughs> but in the beginning stages of my career, which I'm still in the beginning stages, but I I looked up to people like, like the people that I'm sharing the stage with now. Yeah. Um, and sharing like billing with now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is how they move completely like they're going there they come in the room and I've, I've I've actually been a reader for a lot of auditions and so I see my friends I see like not the name drop but the Tracy Oliveras and the Rachel Zampet like I see their auditions and they come in and they're the, from the minute they walk in their demeanor is like here you go and if it's not the right show, like it, then it, then it's not the right production. Right. But also, also, just because you didn't get that production, that is, that production was just not for you. I have not gotten so many things, and something else has come along. Right, right. I always used to walk into an audition, and I just to, because I'm incredibly nervous always, like even socially, I'm just a you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a cancer. I'm a homebody. Um, mm-hmm. Not, not so. I'm, I'm an extrovert on stage only. Sure. Um, or in my shell. But I used to have to psych myself out in, going into an audition. I would say, oh, I, I've already booked this. They just want to see me uh, sing it. Yeah. And I'd say that to myself enough times that when I walked in, my blood pressure had dropped and I was calm, cool and confident and like, yeah. hey, what do you, what do you want to hear? Whatever you have to do, whatever you have to do to calm yourself down, to get yourself through it. Oh, because I would like, if I was reading a side, I would always memorize it. Number one, because duh. Two, because uh, my hands would shake if I held a piece of paper and they'd see it. Sure. Well, and if you hear squeaking, it's because little baby Eddie here has yeah. a little squeaky toy. <laughs> I love it. 
and that's and and also I think that's the reason the arts are so important in our in everyone's lives is because the things that you learn in the arts are rules for your life. They're not all. They're, it's not only about theater. They are rules for your life. Sure. You learn when to be in the ensemble. You learn when to be a lead. You learn how to to be yeah. a follower sometimes and sometimes yeah. to be a good listener and sometimes to be a good speaker. Mm -hmm. um, you learn how to get through those auditions. And I mean, how many times are we auditioning in real life for something that has nothing to do with a, a, a job or you're, yeah. you know, trying to, yeah, yeah, just get through. You learn about, you learn about rejection. Mm -hmm. Yep. And how to deal with that. Yep. Grief. Yep. All of it. Life is one giant audition. It is. And that's really depressing, but it's true. I mean, it, it's, you know what I mean? Matt just looked sure. at me like I'm crazy. No, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking, am I still auditioning or am I in the production that just got it's noticed that it's, it's, it's being, it's closed? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, I think I'm definitely still auditioning. Yeah. I'm not in the production yet. I'm not in the offer only yet. No. And guess what, Steven? You never will be. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I never will be. I, I got out of the pool. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, as we all know, what we knew of as theater is going to look and be so different as we keep turning the ship around and um, figuring out, you know, how to make more room yeah. in the room. Yeah. And more people to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Um, yeah. And telling different stories. Yeah, I'm here for it. I am very much here for it. Yeah, and telling maybe some of the older stories in a very different way. Correct. Yep. And yep. then maybe a few stories you just kind of look at and wonder like, huh, what pile should we put this on? Right. Like, what? why are you doing that? There's going to be a lot of things that it's like, no, that show, we're not going to be able to do that anymore. And I hope so. You know, I hope this isn't just a lot of chat chat that you know people go just kidding Greece <laughs> well it's already yeah. happening well and also, <laughs> I would I would imagine with the pandemic there's probably a lot of brand new work that was created last sure. year Absolutely. that's probably just waiting to come out mm -hmm. that's a plug for ourselves if anyone's listening and wants to do a Connor and Smith show one set small cast there you go e and I can vouch so much fun <laughs> We're, we're going to create a Facebook Live experience. Mm. We're going to create uh, a night at Newcastle. We're going to no, it's called it's called um, it's called last. Uh, no, it's called. He's it's, thinking on his feet, Jay. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, let's do a Donner a Donna Summer cabaret. Yes, bam! I've been listening to a lot of Donna Summer. Um, my birthday just passed like three weeks ago and I had a 70s uh, disco party. Mm -hmm. That's and, amazing. Yeah, I've been like, just, I cannot stop playing Donna Summer. She is giving me so much life. Isn't there a show that was just in New York? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But we're not doing that one. We're not doing, well, we're doing our own. Yeah, we're just doing a, ca a, a, a cabaret. Favorite of Donna Summer song? Me? Yep. Um, our love. Okay. Do you know it? Uh huh. Mm -hmm. What's yours? Oh, God, this is so like basic bitch of me, but last dance. Last dance is incredible on the radio. 
Yep. Oh, on the radio. MacArthur Park. Oh, wait. What the fuck? Yes. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what, what are the rules, Stephen? Uh, did you send anybody the rules? The first rule of Fight Club is there are no rules. Yeah. Oh, I thought we <laughs> don't talk about it. Yeah, thank you, Jane. Oh, my gosh. Our friend Ryan Dean is in the living room listening to our conversation and, and judging. And uh, Okay. Uh, I, what- I'm kidding. But Ryan, when, when Stephen said that, that the first rule was there are no rules, Ryan shook his head. I was like, no, that's not it. Yeah. Well, so, well, actually, Jade, we do have a live studio audience tonight for you. Oh, what's up? Hey. What did you, what do you think about this idea of a fight club musical? Uh, yeah, sure. Who's How do you do, do it? Who's going to do it in DC? God, I mean that sounds like something we would do. <laughs> it's dark, it's sardonic. Um And it would be so good in the cauldron. Oh, cuz the uh, cauldron looks like a fight club space. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. I would love to find a basement to do that in, though. Oh, that would be so dope. We could. Oh. Who's going to be Helena? I was thinking that. Um, out of town. <laughs> Off her own. Wait, wait, wait. That is the name of our new musical for Facebook Live, Out of Town. Uh. <laughs> uh. Jade, what? If, okay, okay. We're, we're not going to talk about what we talked about in the beginning that might involve a brand new zip code. Okay. But outside of that, is there anything else that we want to explore that is is that you can talk about or anything? We we do have some questions to ask before we um, sign off. But is there anything else you want to talk about that's coming up? Plug. Uh, um, uh, just please uh, continue to support Liddy Official. Um, you know, what you and I do is my livelihood, but what Liddy official uh, is, is I'm super invested in it and it's a passion of mine. Um, so please continue to support again, uh, you know, following me on Instagram. Um, my single is dropping on Juneteenth and I'm super excited about that. Yes, oh, Juneteenth. Cool. On Juneteenth. 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 <laughs> uh, um, so uh, yeah, just continue to support, look up, look uh, for updates. Um, because this summer is going to be amazing. I'm actually performing um, at a Juneteenth block party in Harlem, um, and I'll be debuting my new song. So I'm excited. Oh, that's so fantastic. Yeah. So when you say you have nothing to plug, you actually do. Wait, I didn't say I don't have anything to plug. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, so you, what, tell me more about the, the block party. Um, so if you guys know Jordana, yeah. Um, who uh, worked at uh, on sound at Signature? Um, she got me this uh, gig. She is mixing for this block party. It's between 114th and Morningside. Um, and That's so cool. Yeah, it's gonna be an all day thing, and I'm super so stoked. It'll be the um, first time that I will perform. That Liddy will perform um, for a crowd of people. Wow. And I'm super excited. Did did you perform did you perform during uh this past summer with the Black Lives Matter protests? Yeah, yeah, I did and all of those were very very impromptu. Um 
I, I, and per, so performed is, I guess, is not the word. I, I sang. Right. Um, I sang at a couple demonstrations. Um, I watched several of them on uh, Facebook. Yeah. I, uh, the first time it happened, um, I was at a demonstration, um, that was being led by an individual and they came up to me, um, and said, Hey, I, my voice, they had the megaphone and they said, Hey, my voice is getting tired. Um, can you take over? And I was like shaking, like, no, like, I don't want to do this. Um, but how could you say no, you know? Right. Um, and from there on, from then on, um, somebody always found me <laughs> to do it, <laughs> to do something. And you just, I couldn't say no. And, and being living history is very important to me. Um, so, yeah. And, and were, were you ever in any of the danger from Trump kind of nastiness? Yes, I was actually. Um, <laughs> because I uh, went to a demonstration. Um, just, I should fucking write a book about this shit. This whole summer was just absolutely out of control living you know i the place that i just moved out of is about you know 12 minutes from the white house um so i was down there a lot um and i was at one demonstration where they were um tearing down a statue um of a confederate soldier um in dc and uh during that demonstration uh the statue was lit on fire and I uh, went up and lit something to smoke with my with that fire. Um, and somebody took a picture. Um, and then that picture was then blasted. And well, first of all, I posted the picture because it somebody made it into a meme. I thought it was fucking cool. And I posted the picture. Um, not realizing how actually dangerous that was. And to be quite honest, when I saw what happened with the insurrection and saw those people and taking pictures and all that stuff, I kind of felt the same way. Um, not that it was, it was totally different because I had no idea that that picture was being taken of me at all. Um, but anyway... Uh, I had a lawyer friend call me and she was like, you need to take that picture down and you need, if you need any help with anything, um, let me know because, you know, they are looking for people. And I was like on one of like the warning things that the, the White House issued out. And so it was really crazy. And so I had to lay low for a while um, just to protect myself for my safety. Um, I want to see this musical. <laughs> it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, um, coming soon. <laughs> but you weren't um, around when he cleared the park out or anything like that. Um, I would. I left uh, about fifteen minutes before that happened. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Just so unreal. It, um, it, like I said, I still can't even believe it. I mean, the fact that everything is kind of going back to normal right now is giving me so much anxiety because. It's not normal. We just went through so much trauma as a country. Yeah. And it's just, I feel like it's not, it's never ending. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is. Um, 
Ugh. Well, let's not end on that note. Let's end. We have three questions that we ask everyone <clears throat> at the end of our interviews. So, sure. Matt, would you take number one and two, Matthew? Question number one. Um, during the this last pandemic uh, time frame era, a lot of people started learning different things, taking up different languages, learning different um, ways to make money, different ways to uh, cook in the kitchen. I'm going to bake bread. Is there anything specifically that you took up and learned brand new? Yeah. So I, uh, first of all, did my own music, which I had never done before, um, garage band. Um, I also learned a lot of different, like, um, music, uh, what do you call it? Oof, I get, Daw, Dawes. So, like, um, Ableton, you know what I mean? I know. Right. That. Yeah. So I'd never worked on that kind of stuff before. I got a MIDI keyboard um, for Christmas for my godmother and um, I'm obsessed with it I'm I'm, I'm finally uh, learning to make my own music and I don't necessarily need somebody to accompany me accompany me which has like always been my problem um, and I'm also I, I did this, I started this before the pandemic I actually started this because my dog died I bought um, a ukulele and I named it after my dog and now I'm like semi-professional ukulele player <laughs> um but something that I learned that's like completely brand new that has nothing to do with music um that I started like about a month and a half ago is I'm learning Dutch oh wow yeah that's fantastic yeah is it hard uh yeah but it's fun <laughs> Can I ask what was the inspiration to learn Dutch? Absolutely. RuPaul's Drag Race Holland. Got it. Yep. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear about your dog, too. Oh, that's okay. It was about uh, almost four years ago now. <laughs> yeah, that's still always a painful but spot. But yeah, you, I know you guys, you guys both know that that was, oof, yeah, that was hard. Yeah. Question number two is during the last year, did you have the luxury... Well, I guess that's the wrong word. It's not really a luxury because we're all trapped in these prisons with wine boxes. Um, <laughs> um, is did you binge? Did you binge watch a lot of our different shows that you maybe normally wouldn't be able to do because you'd be performing so much? What did you watch? Um, first of all, prisons with wine boxes. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I actually said that to a friend. I was like, you know, I think. I think I now could be locked up as long as there was a box of wine. <laughs> Absolutely. So, of course, I jumped on the Tiger King train. Right. I am obsessed with true crime documentaries. I cannot go to sleep without watching one. I love true crime. I love cults. I love murder. I love scandal. I love it all. So and I watched any and everything true crime. You can't even talk to me. If you talk to me about something true crime, I like that's it. We will talk. I will talk to you off. It's funny you say that. We were just talking to another guest this weekend who is a TV director, two-time Emmy Award winner, Paris Barclay. Paris Hilton? Paris Barclay. Oh. <laughs> he um, is directing something uh, called Monster for Ryan Murphy. Oh! <laughs> That is about Jeffrey Dahmer and Evan Peters is playing Jeffrey Dahmer. Of course he is. That's mm -hmm. incredible. I can't wait to let my roommates know because we all love that shit. Yes, me too. Um, so wrapping it up. So, you know, Maddie, speaking of Q Studios, 
Um, we just wrapped on Susan Derry's holiday album last, last weekend. Uh, it's called I Wish It So. Matt is producing it. Yes. And um, so we've been asking our guests if for wishes um, that will be put into this wish box I'm making. And the wishes will be unboxed in an art studio that kind of is a album release kind of party for Susan sometime in the fall, uh, oh, late cool. fall. So we've been asking each one of our guests the same question, that if you had one wish for yourself, your family, the country, the world, whatever, the first thing that comes to mind, what would it be? Uh, uh, Self-love. You, okay. <laughs> uh, do I need to say? The no. No. Yeah, just self-love for everybody to just love themselves um, and embrace all their flaws and, and, and that way we can love each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Kind of starts with um, each of us. Yeah, absolutely. Individually. Yeah. Well, we love you. I love you too. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Good luck with the you, new zip code. I will tell you right now, I'm actually um, on vacation all by myself um, in a little guest house on the river. So this was very nice to do this because it feels like I have people here. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> Well, thank you for taking the time to do it. And of course, thank you guys for having me. And I'll, I hope to see you so, so soon. Yes. And I can't wait for the new music. Thank you, darling. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Okay. Right. Bye. We love talking to Jade tonight. If you want to know more about us, visit www. Connor with an ER, connorsmithmusicals.com. Rate, review, subscribe to our podcast. It would help us out. Thank you so much. And uh, we will see you on the next podcast. Thanks so much. Turn your heart into art. Good night, everybody. Good night.